Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And <laughs> I miss Friday. I miss Monday. It's been a very busy weekend, but we are back at it today. Proverbs 19, verse 13 through 14. Let's say a prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for your word. Teach us something new today and draw us near to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Two verses here, verse 13 and 14. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and read. A foolish son is ruin to his father, and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. <clears throat> so today we're going to see a little bit about relationships between family members, uh, specifically spouses and um, your children. So um, verse 13 here. It's just an obvious statement. A foolish son, a foolish daughter, okay? you got to remember Solomon's speaking to this as a man. And so these verses don't only apply to men. They apply to everyone. So a woman could, could kind of rephrase this and say, you know, a, a foolish son or a foolish daughter. And a husband's quarreling is a continual drip of rain. So it can, it can be either or. So uh, just keep that in mind. Um, but here's the term. Here's a term that, that takes us a little bit deeper here to kind of flesh out this first line. Remember what we've talked about for months now. A foolish person, according to Solomon in Proverbs, is a person who does not have a relationship with God. They're a person who does not value God. In other words, they don't follow the, the first and greatest commandment, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So if a person's not pursuing to make the name of God great, then they are pursuing other things. They're pursuing material things. They're pursuing um, worldly things, okay? And that makes them foolish in the eyes of Solomon. So a son or daughter who is not pursuing God can and may and might bring ruin to his father, okay? They will do foolish things. They will, they will pursue selfish things, selfish gain. And even if they don't, even if that, you know, I don't believe in God, but I still, um, you know, try to take care of other people. That's good. At the end of the day, though, it will be foolish because one day they will stand before God for judgment. Okay. And so that's the idea behind that. And it's just a very practical statement. It's an obvious statement that anyone who has children know. You can either be proud of your children because they pursue wise things, and whatever they do in life, they're doing it for the glory of God, and that can bring great pride to you in a, in a good way. Or they can reject God, which is foolish and brings shame. Uh, the second part of this, a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. So think about this continual dripping of rain. Think about like a leaky roof that just constantly drips, okay? And that's annoying, right? It annoys you and it's a constant nagging, okay, uh, upon you. If you live in that house and you're constantly hearing, hearing the drip, if you've ever had a faucet at night dripping and you're trying to go to sleep and that's all you hear and you're like, oh my goodness, how can I get this thing to stop? That's the idea that, that he is trying to evoke here. Um, so, you know, your spouse, husbands or wives here, okay, your spouse is a blessing, which we're going to talk about in a minute in verse 14, 
when there is unity within the marriage, when there is positive, encouraging dialogue within the marriage and uplifting things. But, you know, a marriage doesn't have to be um, troublesome with big fights. It can be very passive-aggressive attitudes between husband and wife that can lead to a very toxic relationship over time. Bitterness builds up and it grows until it boils over into bigger issues and that's kind of the idea of this here so you know husbands or wives just quarreling little passive aggressive things work against that <laughs> work against that don't let that become a normal thing because those things may seem simple and not a big deal but they can build up over time verse 14 which kind of follows along with, with what we're just talking about here, says that house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Now, this is a precursor to Proverbs 31, okay, which still we're good ways off from that. But Proverbs 31 is the virtuous woman, the passage of, of Scripture there. Um, and this kind of points us towards that, the prudent wife that is from the Lord and how much of a blessing she is. The word, the Hebrew word for prudent here is sakal. And in Proverbs specifically, Solomon often uses this Hebrew word, this word for prudence, um, to connect to godly wisdom in many, many cases in Proverbs. So when we read this prudent, we, we know that he's talking about a wise wife. Now, again, we talked about a foolish son up here. That's someone who doesn't seek to know God. Well, a prudent wife is someone who does seek to know God. So to have a wife or a husband who their goal is to love God more than they love you, to put God first in their life, to seek a relationship with him, that is a blessing from the Lord. That is something that cannot compare to any material wealth that you might inherit from your father and your mother. Lots of people inherit money from their parents, but that does not mean they inherit wisdom. That does not mean they inherit prudence, okay? Now, you can amass money and get lots and lots of wealth, but a prudent wife is worth far more than any of that. A prudent husband, a wise husband, a spouse that you can trust, a spouse that will not turn their back on you one day, that will not want to divorce you, but will want to love you and pursue life with you and, and it be through rich or poor, through sickness and in health, right? And that is far more valuable than anything else that you could attain material on earth. And all of that, that, that relationship that is precious and of more value, it hinges, look here, this is the key thing here, it hinges upon the spouse, you and your spouse, being prudent. In other words, having a relationship with God. The most. Let me just say it this way. What we gather from this in verse 14, the most successful marriages are the ones that are built on a foundation of the greatest commandment, knowing and loving God and pursuing him. If you have that peaceful, right relationship with God, then it will trickle down into your marriage relationship. And if you have that solid foundation in your marriage, then it will create a solid foundation as you deal with the other troubles of life. Okay, Having a prudent spouse makes life easier 
when you're dealing with paying the bills and dealing with taxes and you're dealing with sickness and you're dealing with taking care of your elderly parents and and all and your children you know learning in school and growing up and all the other aspects of life that can weigh on you when you have someone that is not going to be a quarreling spouse like up here but they're going to be prudent and they're going to be supportive and you support one another you become strong and it's you can't buy that right all this house and wealth up here that you might inherit from your parents you can't you can't use any of that to buy this this is a blessing from god it's 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 free but it's one of the most precious things and not everybody has it so uh if you have a prudent spouse make sure you tell them that you are thankful for them let's see evidence of this prudent spouse in scripture so in 1 Samuel 25, 32 through 33, this is David talking, okay? So this is Solomon's father talking about his wife, Abigail. Now, obviously, Solomon is not Abigail's um, son. We know that. as Bathsheba. We know that whole situation. David made a very big sinful mistake there. But regardless, look, looking, putting that to the side for, the, for, for a second, okay? Um, let's see what David has to say about his prudent wife, okay? He says, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. So there was a case where Abigail stepped in in a very loving, supportive way as a spouse to David, and she advised him with wisdom because she was a prudent wife. She advised him from the perspective of what's going to bring glory to God. Okay, And David recognized what she did in her advising him and protecting him. And so he responds to her with this statement of thanking God for her, for this prudent wife that money cannot buy. Okay, And how much of a blessing that she was. And so I, we all take that for granted, right? If you have a prudent spouse, right? None of us are perfect, right? But but we're working towards honoring God. So if we have a spouse that loves the Lord and is seeking to honor him, it's very easy to take advantage of that and not remind our spouse of how thankful we are for them. And I'm guilty of that, okay? We get busy with life and we just don't think about it. We just assume it. But take time today to thank your prudent spouse, your wise spouse, who you are blessed by and and better because of. And thank God for them, because that is not something money can buy. It is a gift from the Lord. Okay, these verses are heavily about the second greatest commandment, loving others today, but it all hinges upon the first and greatest commandment, as all these Proverbs do. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Remember to seek first the kingdom of God. Be a prudent Be a prudent person, a wise person who seeks after the Lord. Take care. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.